And that's probably where all the anxiety and stuff like that came from. I'm like, I need to have it figured out now. We're going to go out on the field. We're going to score as many goals as we can. We're going to have fun. Oh, Becky, oh, well placed. Jared Carrier remembers when it dawned on him, when he realized that basketball was a better fit for him than football. I practiced for football one time, and I was like, I just can't believe it's taking so long for me to get a play. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just one play at a time. You know, football is just football. It's like, it's not as interactive as the game is where something's happening every 24 seconds. You have an opportunity to score, you have an opportunity to make a play every couple seconds. Whereas football, you might see four passes in the game and, or only see three targets in the game. So I just fell in love with the consistency of knowing that I could either make up something or redeem myself of a play that I just did just now. So I kind of just fell in love with that basketball, pro that basketball process and just the constant action, really. Mm -hmm. like I just love that. He had played both for most of his life. And then in high school, fully focused on basketball. And I was like, you know, I'm going to just stick to this basketball thing. I like where it's going, and I think I'm better at it, and I think it's just more interesting. The choosing of basketball was more than just the pursuit of a sport. It was a stepping into self. It was embracing Jared. The fact that he was able to do that in part speaks to the way his family treated sports. Surprisingly, my dad, even though he played in the NFL for 12 years, he never pushed sports on us. He never made us go train or make sure you wake up at six in the morning, go run four miles. He, that, that wasn't his approach. He really just wanted us to enjoy it. And I definitely appreciate him for doing that. But obviously just knowing that and coming to him for stuff or just being around sports in general, it just automatically made, it com made us competitive, mm -hmm. me and my brother and my sister. Um, so that was never forced for me. I never felt any pressure to be good, or I never felt any pressure to, I must train hard to to make my dad proud, or make my brother proud, like I just never had any pressure at all. I think that's what made it that much easier. And it kind of just made me have my own love for the game, um, knowing that I don't have a pressure to live up to anything. So I, I definitely appreciate that. I, I know that's not the same for a lot of people. Some people have that constant pressure. Um, you see it happen all the time. Uh, people feel like they don't live up to that, and they, they failed, or they, there's no way for them to make that up. Uh, but yeah, no, it was pretty easy going for me, honestly, and that's what kind of just made me realize that, okay, I actually really want to do this, and this has nothing to do with my environment or growing up or anything like that. There was a clear, untainted origin point for this love of basketball. It was from him. That internal motivation saw him rise to the level where his next step was college ball. Jared, who was a shooting guard, chose to play at Augusta University. When he became a member of the Jaguars, he was confronted with some challenges. The difference in skill and the new student athlete expectations were a struggle. I remember freshman year just being like, wow, this is this is a lot. Like we're still doing this, we still gotta do this. And just seeing at the the gap level between the really skilled players, the seniors, and, and where I was. And I was like, wow, 
I I had to I had to just like compare myself to them all the time. Like, am I on the same wave as them? Am I putting enough work as them? Am I doing this? And it was it's a it's a mental drain as much as it is a physical drain. But something you got to adjust to. I I personally was not ready until I was just completely thrown into it. He never thought about quitting, but the the love was hard to find at first. Um, but I think closer to to the latter years of it, I got that love back because you know with COVID and everything, having a COVID season, having having cut short and losing players, losing games, you got the feeling of like, wow, I really wish I could be playing right now. I really wish I could practice right now, which sounds crazy, but. Yeah, it makes you get your love for it back again because once you feel like you're going to lose it, I feel like that's when you get it back. You know, the heart goes fonder, <laughs> that thing. So, and I felt that after I was done too. When I was done, I was like, man, I wish I could have put in a little bit more for these games. I wish I could have trained a little harder and, and wish that I put more into this stuff. Easier said than done. I'm sure everybody says that, but... Yeah, during, in the middle of it, in the beginning of it, you're like, man, I can't believe it. I gotta do all this. Uh, I gotta practice two days again. We gotta run again. But once it's over, it's over. And you really start to appreciate what it was and, and what it's done for you. Jared's junior season was cut short by COVID. His senior one severely impacted by it. Beyond all the testing and campus restrictions and the no fans, it was the uncertainty that hung in the air, always. It was the inability to trust that a game of basketball written on a schedule was actually going to be played. Soaking in a senior season fell to the wayside. Energy and attention was always being directed elsewhere. There was days where we would be practicing warming up the day of the game and the game would get canceled due to the team having a breakout or something like that. So it was just, it was hard to take a schedule seriously because you didn't know until the ball was tipped that you were going to play. So it was kind of hard to just embrace the fact that, all right, I need to take this as seriously as I can because it's my last go around. But in actuality, I was like, I hope we actually play today. <laughs> it really messed you up because you just, you just never knew. Um, so that, that was something that was just always in the back of your head, regardless. And as much as we try to say, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're still going to play, like, this still matters, you just never knew at the end of the day. It was, and that was just the nature of it. It was just hard to wrap your head around. It was months of will we, won't we, and trying to make the best out of the situation. Then... One February afternoon in Columbia, South Carolina, a final tip-off. Four quarters later, the buzzer, and Jared's time as a student athlete was over. Time to move on. I was kind of lost. I was like, do I, what do I do with all this free time? <laughs> playing basketball, or just playing collegiate sports in general, everything's mapped out for me. I Every, going to class, the times I went to class, the practices, even eating was all mapped out for me. Having free time was the weirdest feeling in my life. I've never, from high school to then, I just never had free time, ever. And I, I didn't know what to do with it. I felt, when I was playing basketball, I was playing towards something. Or like I was working out towards something. Everything I did, I ate towards something. But now it was just like, why? I had to find a why again. I was like, why am I working out right now 
it's not to break on a fast break and finish a contested layup. Like, why, why am I running right now? To stay fit or is it to go, you know, play a long game? Like, it was, I had to find a why again of why I did certain things. The end of that basketball game was the beginning of a spring feeling kind of adrift. Coming out of college, I've never been so nervous in my life about transitioning out. I was nervous going in, of course, because like this is new place, uh, new skills, of course, new people to go up against. But there's nothing more nerve-wracking than not knowing what you're going to do after. Once again, he didn't have pressure from loved ones to figure out immediately what was next. But he saw his dad and his older brother had already known what was lined up for them after their athletic careers were over. And that created an internal pressure. Because I figured, I figured that they did. So I should. Mm. And that's probably where all the anxiety and stuff like that came from. Cause I'm like, I need to have it figured out now. I don't know why I felt like that, but I, I felt like once I leave this campus, once I walk across that stage, I need to know what I'm doing. I need to have, I need to have it all figured out. Um, luckily, it, it did work out to my favor, but yeah, after but not knowing that you're not going to be playing a sport anymore, that, that direction is is completely gone and I couldn't go to my coach and ask him hey what am I doing next <laughs> he has another season to run um, and obviously I want to I want to play I want to I still want to do something work towards something but yeah that's, that was very a very nerve-wracking thing I remember just being in my room trying to figure out like like looking stuff up, doing my research, asking people, calling people, like, how do I take on the next step of life? This is kind of all I know right now. Like, all I know is waking up early, going to bed late because I'm working towards the sport right now. It was in that transition period, surrounded by unknowns, that Jared pulled comfort and confidence from what he knew and what he loved. Sport. The highs and lows the schedule and expectations. Sport lit a path and helped uncover a career. Now, Jared works on the public relations side of, guess what, football. It made the transition a lot easier. Mm -hmm. just, just being on a sports schedule and being able to be around coaches, players all the time that are in that same mindset uh, it kind of keeps me in that same mindset I used to have, and it makes working a little bit more easier. Um, I kind of take it a little bit personally now and with wins and losses than I probably should, but uh, I like that we're all working towards something. Even though what I do doesn't necessarily convert into wins and losses, I know that I'm attributing to a team that, that it goes out and plays at a level that I can be familiar to. Basketball, though, still holds a special place in his heart. It's still, it's still a love of mine. I will watch basketball. I will play basketball as long as my body holds up. I've noticed that I try to play as much as I can now, but my body does not mm -hmm. hold up <laughs> the same way that it did a couple mm -hmm. years ago. But, but I, I do try to play as much as I can um, while not being injured. Uh, I got to kind of like remind myself not to play as hard as I, I used to. I'm not playing for a playoffs or a championship right now. Like sometimes I just gotta play for fun, and that that's something that's new as well. Like from always playing to win every rep or win every game, you gotta play to just to enjoy it. So that's something I'm getting used to right now, but work in progress. 
the environments and situations he plays in now are different. Different levels, different degree of chemistry, different mindsets. And it's all given him a different perspective on the uniqueness of that college athlete experience. You know, that, that level of competition, you can mimic it, you can play pickup, you can do all kinds of leagues and stuff like that, but it's not the same. Yeah, I mean, like, carrying, like being with a team throughout a season, which isn't even just the season, right? It's a whole year, you right. know, like the weightlifting and the off season and the classroom sessions and everything, you're really building. I mean, with pickup, you know, at least in my soccer league, it's like we have a different team every week. Right. Even if we have a team signed up for the season, there's always different people coming in and out, or even if it's just a pickup game, I imagine, in basketball, like, I don't know, YMCA? You're like, you never know who you're going to play with, right? <laughs> right, right There's right. no sense of, like, we're doing this together in a long-term goal. Exactly, yeah. Hard to replicate. That's a, that's a good way to put it, too. Like, you, you struggle and you thrive together, and... That's just something you don't have. Like you're never gonna have that. Well, you, you could, but I'm saying not at that at that level ever again. Totally. And to have people you can rely on for stuff like that is is very cool to have as well. Um, and they tend to know you as people more too, right? Because you're probably going to class with them, or oh yeah, they have your some sense of who you are outside the jersey. Yeah, I've, I've seen you at your worst. I've seen you when you are dead tired, wanting to quit, give up. Like those are the kind of friendships and bonds that you give with people that you don't you're not going to see out of everyday people like it's just, it's just not going to happen so I guess you just appreciate that relationship or those relationships just a lot more Jared's almost a year and a half out from his last collegiate game he won't pretend to have all the answers now even though the harsh up and downs of the immediate retirement and graduation aftermath have settled he's wiser He's gotten into a routine. He feels like he's on a path he enjoys and can see himself on for a while. For him, figuring it out when faced with critical junctures in his life has meant tuning in. Tuning in, looking inward to identify what gives him a spark, what brings him fulfillment. That has helped him find his way. Uh, whether it's playing, watching, or supporting somebody else, if you love the game, you love the game. You shouldn't try to fight that. It's just something that you should just embrace and just use it to your advantage, use it to others as well. Thank you to Jared Carrier for coming on to the podcast, and thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time.